Hey everyone, and welcome back to Wordplay, a Writing Center podcast. Today, in preparation for our March Madness bracket, we're going to be talking about speculative fiction and realism, two subgenres of books that appear on next month's bracket. In this episode, we're going to be devi- defining these terms and discussing some popular works from each subgenre. Okay, so before we start talking about what these things are, it's important to note that they are not the same thing or even really similar. So it might be helpful to think of each of these as like on a Venn diagram, two different things with like some overlap. Um, they are both found in subgenre or in genres like horror, science fiction, and fantasy, but they are two completely different concepts. I really like what Margaret Atwood writes in her book, In Other Worlds, Science Fiction and the Human Imagination, where she says speculative fiction, and in this situation of realism, are fluid and ever-changing terms. While these terms are different, I really do think that they complement each other really well, which is why we're talking about both of them in this episode. Okay, y'all. I won't lie. It took me forever to try and figure out what a realism is. It's not a super complicated concept to understand, though, once you find a good source. So our source for today is going to be the Cafe Real, which I will link in the show description. So we are working directly from G.S. Evans' article, What is a Realism? I really can't recommend enough that y'all go read this article yourselves. It's a really interesting read, but to put it basically, a realism is an art form that can directly communicate by feeling rather than articulation the uncertainties inherent in human existence, or to put it another way, the irreconcilability that human aspiration and human reality have. So truly a mouthful and not at all simple. So let's think about it as an example. Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis is the perfect example of realism. Specifically, the fact that Gregor, the main character, turns into a roach. Now, we all understand and know that there is no way for a human to turn into a roach. We should also, however, take note that the reason why Gregor becomes a roach is never really explained. We just have to accept the absurdity and strap in for the ride. This, of course, is different from traditional science fiction or fantasy, where, as Evans explains, there is an internal consistency to the impossible physics of the story. There are laws that are followed. However, Kafka makes no laws, nor does he follow any. We simply just have a man living as a beetle in the regular world. This is what makes a realism different. There is not consistency between the story and the world it's in. It is, of course, the tension and or the allegory that this friction creates that gives meaning to the story. Gregor is a roach and now feels as though because he is a roach, he cannot live his life or accomplish his goals and dreams. The roach could be an allegory for how Kafka views mental illness or the alienation and loneliness he feels in his life, left alone in his room unloved. Irrealism tells complex and complicated stories through off-putting and dreamlike situations that give the reader anxiety and an almost impossible to find meaning. 
But hey, if we could easily find the meaning of a novel, all the fun is gone. Alright, so this is one that I'm sure a lot more of you are familiar with, so I'm going to try and steer away from the super scholarly definitions for this section. Speculative fiction, if we're looking at a Venn diagram of course, sits right between science fiction and fantasy. Not all fantasy or science fiction are speculative, but most speculative fiction is fantasy or science fiction. The one definition that I will bring into this section comes from the Speculative Literature Foundation, again, I will link them in the show description, who defines speculative fiction as meant to inclusively span the breadth of fantastic literature, encompassing literature ranging from hard science fiction to epic fantasy, to ghost trees, to horror, to folk and fairy tales, to slipstream, to magical realism, to modern myth-making, and more. Another lengthy definition, but to be more specific, speculative fiction is usually exposing realities from different points of view through fantastical means. So one super popular example might be Neil Gaiman's American Gods, where all gods exist and for some reason are all messing around in America, or another excellent example is Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale, a story of what might happen if Christian fascism rose up in the United States and the government fell. Both of these are considered speculative fiction, speculating about what might happen in fantastic and extraordinary circumstances. Okay, now that we've got that out of the way, I want to encourage all of you to be on the lookout for the March Madness bracket that we've got coming out at the beginning of March. March 1st, check out our Instagram and our stories. We're going to be running the bracket. Go vote for your favorite books. Maybe, you know, take a look at the speculative fiction section and see what is interesting to you. Uh, We will try to put out what each. genre will have with like each book so keep an eye out for that so you can know what you want to vote for ahead of time and if you want a better look at the bracket you can always stop by the writing center and on our bulletin board we'll have the whole bracket set up starting at the beginning of march thank you so much for listening to this episode and i can't wait to talk to y'all again in a couple weeks